Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Colony Drop, a Gundam podcast. My name is Brian. And my name is Isaac. This is your favorite Gundam podcast where we talk about everything from Gundam, manga, Gunpla, anime series, movies, OVAs, music, lore, ideas and concepts, anything and everything Gundam. Isn't that right, Brian? That is right, Isaac. And you know, the one thing we haven't talked about is a Gundam comedy. And you know why that is? Because they don't exist, Isaac. (laughs) Do they, Brian? I mean, that might be debatable. Uh, Mobile Fighter G Gundam is, it's kind of a funny series. Definitely doesn't take itself too seriously. And the same about uh, Mobile uh, Fighter Tri Gundam. Yeah, that's fair. So the topic today is Gundam comedies. Do we have any of those? Why haven't we seen one, maybe? And then if there was one, what would it look like? And maybe do you want a Gundam comedy? <laughs> so let's let's talk about what does exist, Isaac. Yeah. What are the series or, or the, the Gundam media that you think most closely resembles a comedy? There's three that come to mind. The first on my list is SD Gundam. Yeah, yep. <laughs> which is uh, for our listeners that don't know, it's SD stands for super deformed. They're these very chibi looking Gundams, so they have very massive heads, short blocky bodies, tra- kind of going for like a, a, a super compact kind of cutesy animated style. Um, it, uh, the one series I saw really didn't take itself too seriously. It tried to be more of a sort of after school program, uh, very similar to Power Rangers, really. There's been other SD Gundams in Japan that have been more um, loosely formatted, like um, some of the cast members would play games like Jeopardy or things like that. (laughs) (laughs) The other two series that are closer to comedy or at least very lighthearted are Mobile Fighter G Gundam. You know, when you have a Gundam called Tequila Gundam or Windmill Gundam, it's hard (laughs) to uh, be too serious. But to G Gundam's credit, there's, there's some serious scenes and episodes where, you know, people legitimately die and things like that. There's also uh, Build Fighters Try Gundam. Build Fighters Try. <laughs> or just the whole the whole Build Fighters universe, I guess. And Build Divers, probably. Right, which is the most meta, yeah. <laughs> meta self-commentary Gundam series ever because it's about kids building Gundam models, which then fight each other in like a holographic simulation. And they pull Gundam models from all different timelines and all different universes throughout Gundam's long-running history. Even though a lot of episodes can get really competitive and uh, focused on the the tournament and all that, for the most part, it's really lighthearted. There's like an act guy that that looks like a bear, and he's <laughs> he's stuffed with cotton, so that influences how physical attacks are done on him and how much they bounce back, <laughs> uh, things like that. It's it's a very lighthearted show that doesn't take itself too seriously, and can be really fun for um, someone that had watched Gundam for a long time. It really rewards your your viewing length. But outside of those three, which are not exactly comedies, but definitely more lighthearted, there really isn't a Gundam comedy per se, Brian. Can you think of anything else that I that I missed on my list? So I thought of five things, three of which are the three Ooh. that you mentioned. So like on SD okay. Gundam, the one we watched as Americans was SD Gundam Force, which was, like you said, very much after school and yeah. kind of a comedy to us, right? I mean, the Zakos were funny. Yeah, they were <laughs> They were the only funny thing in it. <laughs> Cause like even even uh what was it Commander Haro yeah his giant Haro head was 
I don't know. It was disconcerting. <laughs> it was, yes. I was a little worried about him. But like the older ones, like you said, those I definitely think were much more of a comedy, I would say. More of like in a, like a mocking, not mocking, but like, you know, lighthearted meta way. Right. I haven't checked on those to see if there's any new subs out of those in probably like 15 years. I should probably go check on that. I mean, we've had other priorities. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure someone has subbed them, though, in the last 15 years since I've checked. So the the old SD Gundams, I agree, probably the closest thing we have to a true Gundam comedy. Build Fighters, I would agree, in terms of like a full-fledged, full series, probably has the most comedy elements out of all of them. But it's still, at most, I would label it like a dramedy or whatever. Okay. The tournament still takes like center stage, I would right. say. Gets, you know, particularly serious probably at the end. They do have a lot of funny running gags in that show. But I, I wouldn't say that it, it's a comedy in of itself. No. And G Gundam, yeah, Tequila Gundam is immediately what I thought of. Or things like Mermaid Gundam or uh, that one from the manga side story for G Gundam. There's the Kangaroo Gundam. Oh, I think God. it was called Jumping Gundam, <laughs> I think. So yeah. there's, there's definitely some comedy aspects there just based on the nature of the show, right? But G Gundam, I mean, it's still at its heart a, a drama. I mean, you got a guy looking for his brother... The G Gundam world, as we've talked about before, is is horribly uh, messed up from the war. So yeah, it doesn't really have like a comedy background. The other two I thought of are maybe not as official as the other three, but so sometimes, and I can't think of any any specific ones, but sometimes either manga artists or maybe some of the anime artists they will draw these things called like four comas, or I'm I'm not actually even sure if I'm saying that right, but they're basically four panel like manga strips. And it's usually about the characters, you know, something funny happens to them. And it's very much like non-canon. So those are like pure comedy, but that's not in a series or anything. It's not even really official. It's just kind of like the the artists or whatever having fun. Uh And they'll do that for any anime, not just Gundam. I mean, that's that's just a a common thing in manga. I did notice, though, Isaac, that in some of the side stories we've read, like F90 and, and Silhouette Formula F91, there's a little more comedy in those than there probably would be in a tv show like remember that one scene where the they threw that girl a surprise birthday party and she didn't want him to be there and she told him to go away (laughs) (laughs) yes that was when we were we we learned that there actually were birthday parties in the universal century and it's it's a tradition in their culture to someone wear a top hat yes yes the top hat exactly (laughs) the top hat that came out of nowhere that's on a military ship (laughs) every piece of cargo is is uh, valuable on those ships (laughs) rations ammunition uniforms birthday kit all right we're ready to ship out (laughs) got my top hat don't worry we're we're set here but yeah i i can't think of really one either beyond those so why do you think that is isaac why do you think we haven't seen a full-fledged gundam comedy show like why have they never released a slice of life anime in the universal century why do you think that is probably because it would clash too directly with what Gundam is 90% of the time, which is giant robots in war battling to the death. Yeah. That was my first thought, is maybe they don't want to, and by they, I guess we, we mean Sunrise. Maybe Sunrise doesn't want to damage or otherwise change the perception of the brand. Yeah, I, I'm trying to I'm trying to visualize or think, have I, since if Gundam is World War II with giant robots, then have I seen a World War II comedy? It's almost incompatible in a way. Right. It's hard to maintain that serious right. tone of like, you know, half the human population has died. Oh, but let's go over here and make some jokes, I guess. 
yeah, what are we going to do? Cut to like the bridge of Amusai and like there's a comedian making jokes as the colony drops. <laughs> you know, he's making like Australia jokes or something or oh, I bet they're not going to be able to jump out of the way of that. Ooh. <laughs> the dingoes ate your colony. I guess that colony's going down and uh, <laughs> <laughs> you think we'll be able to roast some shrimps on the barbie at Sydney? <laughs> so I definitely think that's probably a concern that they would have. My answer to that would be, I mean, your brand at this point is pretty well established. I feel like if this was a new yeah. a new show, a new series, a new franchise, that'd be a real concern. But, I mean, Gundam's been going for 40 years now. People know what Gundam is. I think you could afford to do a comedy and not really hurt yourself. Would it be a series, though, where there's actual war? Or would it have to be a series where the Gundams aren't necessarily trying to battle it to the death, even if they are in conflict? Oh, that's a good question. So I think that would be key to navigating this perception issue, this tone issue, right? So instead of yeah. setting your comedy in the middle of the war and having, you know, mobile suits duke it out, I think you'd have to take more of like a background character approach or some sort of like very side story thing. I think I have two of those for, for my comedy pitches. But I, yeah, I, I think that would be how you, you thread that needle, so to speak, because you, you, don't, you don't bring up the war as much in the comedy series you just set the characters in that universe and have them do funny things that would only exist in that universe you know are they mobile suit mechanics uh in a junkyard or or something like that interesting like double zeta <laughs> yeah kind <laughs> which, of which was slapstick but in the middle of a war <laughs> oh that's true i guess we didn't bring up double zeta huh so the first half of yeah, double zeta is pretty slapsticky right i actually found some of the episodes pretty funny when i watched uh some of that recently <laughs> so yeah that, i guess that would be another one so double zeta would but it's not, it's not the full show is not a comedy so that, that's a weird one i mean double zeta is just strange in general right but the other thing i was thinking about isaac is maybe there's never been one because Anime series in general are scarce, right? I mean, we don't get a Gundam show every year, and they cost a lot of money to make. That's very true. And so maybe if if they have the opportunity to make a series, maybe they don't want to waste the opportunity. Uh, maybe waste isn't the right word, but maybe they don't want to use that opportunity. Devote the resources. Right, to a, to a comedy when maybe they should be devoting it to like furthering the franchise in, with a serious show. Right. I mean, I don't I don't blame them either. We have to keep in mind a lot of Gundam's sustainability is based on the profits they make from selling merch. That's right. Things like Gunpla, things like action figures, things like shirts, etc. Do you want to buy a master grade model of a Gundam that has no weapons? Do you want a comedy Gundam? <laughs> From I don't know the the episode the, the time they made the Olympic Gundam series or something and <laughs> it was all a comedy about how they have to like put aside their differences or something I don't know. <laughs> For a lot of fans, the answer is going to be no. They'll instead buy the model that's you know it's got guns and missiles and beam sabers and all that stuff. Yeah, so absolutely that was the first thing to detract on that point that I thought of. You know, it definitely wouldn't sell as much merch because you naturally wouldn't have as much action in your show probably unless you set it in an alternate universe where kind of like build fighters where it's almost all in good fun i mean that that would be one way to do it i suppose yeah that was kind of my concept like if you were assigned from the get-go to create a gundam series that cat that has to be a comedy i think doing the, the the anime trope which is really popular lately of um saying okay well they're they're trapped in a video game or something like that mm, yeah. would be a would be pretty much the blank canvas you need 
to do your comedy. That's similar premise to Build Divers. I don't think it's exactly the same, but I think Build Divers yeah. is I, again not neither Isaac nor I have watched Build Divers, but I'm pretty sure it's like a virtual version of Build Fighters. So okay, in that case, I was I was about to say because because Build Fighters is essentially it has a foot in anime where you're trapped in a video game or playing a video game, and yeah. then the other foot's in essentially Pokemon, right? Yeah, yeah. They're battling it out in a tournament with their little their their pets, or in this case, their model. <laughs> Yeah, so listeners, we want to hear, one, would you like a Gundam comedy series? And then if you did, what would you want your comedy series to be about? If Sunrise said, hey, make me a Gundam comedy, give us your Gundam comedy pitch. What what universe would it be set in? Would it be an original universe, one of the existing ones? What kind of characters would be involved? You know, what the plot would be, that kind of stuff. I, I'd be curious to see what, what the fandom's uh, answer to this is. Because I'm going to guess, Isaac... Yeah. That longtime Gundam uh-huh. fans would love a comedy series. Tonal confusion be damned. I would match that and say, yes, they'd love a series. But at the same time, it's a bit of a conundrum. What would a Gundam comedy series be? Well, I don't know. That, let's find out, Isaac. Hard <laughs> to fathom. <laughs> what? Uh, so I believe we've both prepared at least one uh, potential Gundam comedy idea. So uh, right. what, do you, what do you got, Isaac? How many, how many do you have for us? I just have one. And it's a bit of a cheat because I've mentioned this once before, but I think it's ripe for comedy and I think a lot of people would enjoy it visually for a number of reasons. All right, I have two. So why don't I do one first and then, you know, you can sandwich yours in the middle. Do it. Sandwich me, bro. (laughs) Gundam witch me. Isaac is probably (laughs) eating a sandwich right now. (laughs) (laughs) That's a lie. I'm drinking alcohol and juice. (laughs) All right, so I'll start with maybe the weaker one. Or the, the less developed one. So my first pitch is called Anaheim Crime Time. <laughs> oh, I love the name. I don't know what it's about. What is it? <laughs> when I hear the name, I think like, what, these are the Gundams that are stopping crimes? <laughs> Continue. So Anaheim Crime Time is, will follow a team of mechanics uh, that have some really mundane job at Anaheim Electronics. So whether that's like repairing GMs or like working on the assembly line, you know, just something very boring. Like they are not, they're not on the front lines. Like they're, they're not soldiers in, in either the Federation or the Zeon Army. We're basically just going to follow their, you know, misadventures at work, kind of like The Office, but at <laughs> at Anaheim Electronics. And throughout the series, which I'm imagining is no more than you know, 13 episodes. I mean, let's get okay. let's get real here. Maybe they will gradually uncover a conspiracy. Perhaps the sharing of info between uh, the Federation and Zeon for mobile suit development. And wow. maybe some looming threat is coming, and they have to build uh, some mobile suit that looks terrible from like leftover parts. Of course, to, to like <laughs> you know foil this big bad. But the big bad needs to end up being some very also mundane threat. I don't really know what that would be, but uh, that that would probably be the finale is them them piloting their junkyard Gundam. Kind of reminds me of that Johnny Cash song, you know, when he builds the car. Uh, that's that's okay. what these guys would would be doing. Uh, and, you know, you could have lots of lots of bu- bureaucracy uh, comedy at Anaheim. You know, they, they their budgets don't get approved. They have overtime problems. So yeah, that that's that's Anaheim crime time. I'm thinking. Slice of life, mundane office work in the universal century with HR issues and a quirky boss. Basically, the, the universal century's version of the office, but with, with mobile suits and a conspiracy. So, so you see it during the one-year war? 
Yes, sorry, I should have specified that. Yeah, this would definitely take okay. place in the one well, year. Well, I mean, yeah. you kind of did. I was trying to figure. Well, Zeon was around so long. I was trying to pinpoint. <laughs> all right, he said Zeon and the Federation sharing information. When? When exactly? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely during the during the one year war for sure. Okay, I was envisioning like, all right, maybe the <laughs> maybe these guys were the jack wagons responsible for like Anaheim declining so rapidly. Like, <laughs> it takes place right after the fall of Zeon, and like they're the reason. <laughs> They could be like maybe you know yeah maybe they do something really dumb and they and they really like hinder the factory or something and <laughs> the threat is really SNRI outperforming them <laughs> yeah <laughs> By yeah being competent <laughs> yeah that's kind of cool so at the end like is the ongoing joke that like the Gundam they're working on like always fails in the field or like. <laughs> I think the joke would be that that they think whatever this threat is is like way bigger than it ends up being. Oh, okay. Because it has to match like their mundane job, right? Like they're not going right. to have a major impact on the battlefield of the war. Like I don't want them going out and destroying a bunch of Zaku's in their like crappy, right. essentially gym custom or something. I just want it to be something like silly. I don't know what it would be yet. You know, maybe they have to just move an asteroid or I don't know something something dumb. But okay, okay, shoal zone. They're debris. they're office workers. You know, they're not soldiers. So. Yeah, I mean, maybe they clean up the debris. Or, or yeah, I mean, you know, if it's in the shoal zone, it could be the people that have to go go into the shoal zone and clean it up after the war. I mean, like, what a crappy job, right? Yeah, if we don't stop that shoal, it's going to cover Luna. <laughs> <laughs> this would obviously be very character-heavy and, you know, could get a lot of good suit cameos. Okay. Yeah. Okay, cool. All right, so that's number one. Well, my sandwich. My bologna. <laughs> <laughs> My PB&J idea is quite fittingly appropriate for a sandwich because it's my go-to idea, Brian, to further explore Mobile Fighter G Gundam with Mobile Fighter G Gundam Battle Feast. It's the one year during the Gundam tournament where the nations of the world decided that fighting or conflict at least, or the, no, actually, I mean, their Gundams actually should revolve around each country's cuisine. <laughs> so going off that logic... That was the year each pilot was chosen to also have culinary skills. So they're probably mostly chefs. Okay. Or at least some, ty- some, some people that are at least, you know, very skilled at it. And the Gundams are representative of each country's food. So, you know, there'd be Sushi Gundam for Japan, maybe Burger Gundam for the United States, things like that. I knew it was going to be Hamburger Gundam. <laughs> I mean, all right. I, I was trying to think, like, uh, should we do s- barbecue Gundam? That actually might be pretty cool. Yeah. But then again, other countries have barbecue. But actually, no. I, th- we're going to go down a little tangent for a bit. I heard the only thing in America that is actually legitimately American is barbecue. Because the hamburger was, of course, brought from Hamburg, Germany, I guess, if the name's accurate. Mm. And only Americans developed the whole... You know, the the whole, well, depending on where you go in the United States, there's the debate about what's real barbecue, right? But um, the whole general idea of, you know, smoking, slow cooking meat for a long time, whether it's ribs or the whole pig or whatever, yeah. no matter how you season it, you know, that whole style, whether it's underground or in like, you know, iron barrels, whatever, <laughs> that whole process overall is uniquely American. Yeah, brisket so. gundam. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, I don't know. It's got brisket bits <laughs> or something. I've also heard it's sort of related, but it's not exactly the same. Oh, I've good. also heard that that chili is American. Really? Just the beans? I believe that Texas invented chili. No, and the Texans will fight you over this. I believe they maintain that uh, real chili does not have beans in it. 
So if you get chili in Texas, they're not going to give you beans. What do they give you? I'm pretty sure Texans say no, there's just no beans in chili. If there's beans in it, it's not really chili. I could be wrong. Someone out there who listens who's from Texas, let us know. But that's what I remember from watching the Texas challenge on uh, Chopped or something years ago. At the risk of dismissing our Texan listeners, I think it's pretty easy for any culture to, that has beans to like put a meat in there at the same time, right? That's <laughs> kind of a no-brainer. You know, someone stumbled across that <laughs> somewhere, <laughs> right? If your culture makes soup, you ran across that at some point. That's fair, yeah. Yeah, where do you draw the line between chili and yeah. stew? Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure. Yeah. But anyways, <laughs> back to my point. Yes, I feel like this series would be very much ripe for comedy because of how kind of ridiculous it is that they're, you know, using food and inside their little cockpit, their um the mobile fighter trace system. They're like cooking and stuff. You know, they have conflicts related to uh, cuisine or choices for like the menu for an upcoming battle. They're not actually eating the food. I think the food like fights each other, but it all has to have a food theme is what the countries all agreed on for that year. So it's, you know, maybe it's not a perfect setting for comedy, but I think it's, it's suitable enough and wacky enough that it could be done well. Well, I think that's wacky enough that you know it's a comedy on its face. Yeah. Uh, so wait, how does this work in terms of like the cooking? So are the chefs cooking with the mobile trace system active, which makes their Gundams cook at the same time? I don't think it makes their Gundams cook at the same time, but I think it it makes the Gundam do things. Oh, so like the yeah. better you cook, the better your Gundam fights or something? Something like that. Like if Sushi Gundam wanted to deploy like its sashimi attack or something, he's, he'd be like whipping up hologram sashimi in his cockpit. <laughs> and then like they'd launch out and it'd be all dramatic and stuff. And, you know, they'd attack Vodka Gundam. And, you know, Vodka Gundam wouldn't know what to do and like, you know, start pounding down some more vodka <laughs> to like not feel damage or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> There's lots of ways you could go with this. Yeah. And I feel like what's unique about it and maybe something that um, Mobile Fighter G Gundam didn't completely nail was uh, depending on where you are in the world, you probably really disagreed with what your Gundam choice was, <laughs> right? You're yeah. like, what? That's our Gundam? <laughs> that doesn't represent us at all. But with your cuisine, your country's cuisine, I feel like everybody would be almost immediately kind of rooting for the home team. So how did you feel about Tequila Gundam? Uh, I think this might be a case where Tequila Gundam comes back. <laughs> oh that's a good point maybe yeah, he's like this, a veteran this time it's more tequila gundam though like <laughs> like but you know the other time it had like a sombrero and like kind of cactus right. bikes this time they went full tequila <laughs> but i mean it, it, the name of your gundam isn't solely what your gundam looks like you know like don't sure. be surprised if tequila gundam also has like tacos on it or burrito or a bean burrito or something like that hold on did you just <laughs> say a bean burrito because that has to be his finishing maneuver a beam burrito, Brian. That okay. is amazing. Just like we saw the master cloth, there's a there's a beam burrito. Okay, a beam tortilla. Have you ever seen a Gundam wrapped in a beam bur- into a beam burrito? <laughs> it can be done. It's very damaging to your opponent. <laughs> I would green light the show just for the beam burrito. See, this stuff writes itself. It does. All right. It does. And 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 longtime fans, I think, will really enjoy something that not only is mixing cuisine, but also just the sheer wackiness and comedy of, you know, the the fate of the leadership of the world being devolved around food fights, essentially. Yeah, and it it does really write itself because you know cuisines are yeah. so recognizable, right? So right. You know, if you go to and I don't want to stereotype all the countries of the world oh, no. here, but you know, oh, if, you, no. if you go to if you go to the UK, you can get your uh, fish and chips, your your bangers and mash, right? Yeah, 
It writes itself. Also, what's interesting is if you get a country that's you know not too many people are familiar with, it'd be kind of interesting to see what their food's like. You could even have the characters. I don't know whether this is from the eyes of Sushi Gundam or I don't know Barbecue Gundam. Um, it, maybe they're not even too familiar with it. You know, they're like, oh, we're, we'll be facing Mozambique in the next turn, the next fight. Like Mozambique, what do they cook? <laughs> We have no, you know, information to build a strategy around. <laughs> yeah, it could end up being very educational, right? Yeah, really. They're like, oh, I, we should have known they would have used a saffron attack. <laughs> <laughs> of course they have saffron. Like, they destroyed our sensor. <laughs> like, oh, the cumin, it's too strong. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to have to recycle your power. It's being drained by the, by the nutmeg. <laughs> you know, whoever uses cinnamon, it, that could be like a finishing maneuver, you know, like oh, the cinnamon wow. challenge. The people who try to yeah. eat like whatever it is three teaspoons of cinnamon at once and you just can't do it yeah what country is known for cinnamon i don't know but yeah see lots of options lots of ways of going about it and i guess in some ways it's by default very respectful of each country because we're really just pulling your food that exists you know we're not trying to assign you something that maybe you disagree with <laughs> like yeah, windmill gundam you know I'm, I'm sure in sweden i'm pretty sure it was sweden right uh, no, I think it would have been Netherlands. No. Oh, okay. All right. I'm sure in their long history, maybe they weren't <laughs> too <laughs> happy to have Windmill Gundam as their sole representative. <laughs> or maybe they were. I don't know. But uh, there must be more intimidating forces or, uh, you know, a persona to field. I guess G Gundam was a little bit before Google. But yeah, it did. yeah. Windmill Gundam definitely seems like something you would just type in, you know. Netherlands, and maybe the first right. image that pops up was a windmill. So you were like, "Boom, windmill Gundam!" Right. As, as for like an overall enemy, I'm not sure. Uh, would there be no enemy, and it's really just about the conflict between the players, or should we sort of give a give a bit of a replay for the Dark Gundam and the enemies, like a foodborne illness virus or something that, like, you know, slowly spreading. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, or you could do something like maybe there was maybe the enemy is just the the tournament itself. Maybe it's run by nefarious people who are trying to sabotage or something. I don't know that you need the Dark Gundam again. That 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 might be a little too far away from food. Yeah. But the the enemy is big food, which is trying to <laughs> just trying to corporatize the Gundam fight. It's Monsanto. The, 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 the heroes are fighting against it. Yeah. So that wraps up my uh, my idea. Give me the bun. The last piece of bread, the bottom layer, Brian, to this Gundam comedy idea sandwich. All right, I'm going to finish the sandwich. Uh, so this one, I don't have a great name for it. So right now it's just called Propaganda 0079. It needs a better oh. title. So this series is actually inspired by MS Igloo, which we just watched. Oh. So this series would follow both the Federation and the Xeon propaganda teams behind those chibi <laughs> propaganda videos from MS Igloo. So if you remember Isaac, in MS Igloo um, episode 3 of the, the first trilogy, I remember. There was two propaganda videos, one from Xeon touting the, the Zuda and how it was better than the Zaku and it was going to help them win the war, and it was hilarious. And then... Yeah. Minutes later, the Federation retaliated with its own propaganda video making fun of the Zuda, which was basically the Universal Century equivalent of a meme war. <laughs> so I, env I envision this series following the, like, the writing and animators behind those propaganda videos. And we'd have two main characters, one character on each of the teams. Like maybe they join each propaganda team at the beginning of the war. And then we just follow the teams throughout the war as they trade 
uh, barbs and insults in the public sphere via these propaganda videos. I don't imagine either team being portrayed as evil, per se. Rather, it's just two groups of very determined cartoonists slash writers arguing about taste and wit and trying to, like, you know, basically dunk on the enemy in, in the form of jokes. The battles are essentially replaced by, you know, who can score bigger laughs with their videos, <laughs> which right. could be measured based on, like, public opinion polls, right? I mean, the, you know, the Internet surely exists to some degree, uh, in the universal century so there could be they could put out the videos and then there could be you know likes and dislikes and they, they would there'd be instant feedback to see like you know who won that video you know a subplot could be like anaheim is leaking uh, info to both of them and then maybe the teams get upset and they maybe they unite to take down anaheim electronics from a public opinion perspective and i was trying to think of like a finale that would mirror the death of lala in some like mundane way that would relate oh to <laughs> that would relate to like their careers maybe there's a shared love interest uh between the two teams obviously the stand-in for lala like a celebrity or something i don't know i'm not sure but it's you know okay. something and maybe she goes out on a limb for them or something and uh instead of dying like her career just ends up dying instead or her career gets killed and you know maybe she can't get a job anymore for for either side and then at the very end, if we fast forward it a little bit to the, the Laws fleet crisis, you could have the teams kind of split up a little bit. Some of the Federation team could join the Ayug and Karaba, and some would join the Titans. And then some of the Xeon people, you know, they would obviously need to be disbanded. So some of them would join the Ayug or Karaba, and some of them, maybe they would join the Titans. So then you could have like a sequel where, where maybe the, the teams are a little bit mixed up. And then the best part about this, Isaac, is you can sell Gunpla for this show because the Gunpla would be a line of SD-styled Gundams based on the propaganda videos that you show throughout the show. That's pretty funny. <laughs> and uh, I don't know. I, I really liked those chibi shorts in MS Igloo. I thought they were hilarious. It would be a good way to, like, backdoor bring back SD Gundam. I like it. Also, I mean, what was great about the little chibi propaganda videos was that they came out of nowhere, right? We didn't expect them at all in MSG. Like, we thought it might be like a, a boring news announcer or something like that. Right. But uh, <laughs> I'm envisioning like the artists, maybe like there's one on each side and they're sort of, they never really meet each other or even aware of like the other one's name, but they're sort of dueling. Oh, absolutely. Right? Yeah. E each episode, like totally. each one's on like their tablet and like they're like sweating and drawing and stuff and like getting really hyped into it and like saying stuff you know like uh, like i'll show you or something like that exactly like, the the animation can dive into their tablet what they're animating and then that can almost be like battle scenes or funny comic scenes of like you know like the they drew like the, the the chibi gundam like tripping or something like that or losing its cockpit or i don't know they, they make fun of different things like that like matilda dying or something like <laughs> so. yeah it's basically artists dueling within the public sphere through their work you could have very quirky artists, you know, very quirky writers. It, it, they could be very obsessive, right? Because, you know, artists are, are oftentimes interesting people. It would be a fun show that, you know, again, no no longer than 13 episodes. You could even do it shorter than that. I think it would be a good a good way to bring back SD Gundam in a in a comedy way. I like it. It's They're brought back, but at the same time, it's like we don't have to deal with the actual SD Gundams walking around. And we have to take them seriously. <laughs> yeah, and it's fresh, you know. It's interesting you bring up about how 
we didn't expect it to be a, like a chibi, funny propaganda video in MS Igloo. That's actually why it worked so well. The way the characters reacted, you could tell this was just part of the universe. That was just how it is. Right away, I went along with it. I was like, oh, okay, that's what they do. Like, this is, this is funny, and it makes sense. Do you envision, like, it ending with one team... <laughs> One team capitulating? Like, does the Xeon animation team end up going into hiding or something? Or is it just kind of like, ah, we lost. I guess we'll slowly transition to <laughs> doing, like, Republic of Side 3, you know, animated videos or something like that. Well, yeah, I mean, they would have to be dis- disbanded, right? I think that's where you, you have a sequel opportunity. Because maybe oh. the Xeon guy loses and he's forced out and, and obviously he's dejected. But maybe the Federation guy... You know, maybe he joins the Ayug, and maybe he leaves. You know, he doesn't want to join the Titans. And what does the Ayug and Karaba need against the Titans? They need public opinion on their side. So maybe the the main Federation guy reaches wow. out to the Zeon guy, and he's like, together we can turn the tide of this of this war. That's pretty cool. I thought you were gonna say like, oh, he decides to go back and like with his experience, he's gonna teach at at Zeon University <laughs> and. Um, yeah, after a while, he starts hearing a lot of his students talking about uh, Neo Zeon, and he's like, "What's that?" And then that's where it ends on, like, dun dun dun, mm. dot dot dot, Neo <laughs> Zeon. I bet they're gonna need an animator. <laughs> <laughs> so I would be surprised if we see a Gundam comedy coming down the pipeline. But with all the Gundam content coming out and how well it's been doing, and sort of its its second wind, really, it's it's it, hopefully the start of a long successful run in this century. I think uh, it's now outside the realm of possibility that we won't see a series, at least, that's clearly leaning more towards being comedy. Yeah, absolutely, especially with so many different forms of media available now. I mean, you've got short-form content. You could put shorts on Twitter, on YouTube. If they don't make a full-on comedy series, which they probably won't, they would probably test the waters somewhere if they were going to do this. It definitely wouldn't surprise me if in the next five years they put out some SD or other otherwise comedy based show in sh- like short form like on YouTube mm-hmm. or something like that that would be the way to do it I think Isaac right I mean maybe don't commit to like a full 13 26 episode show but maybe put it out in bite sized pieces for see if people like it yeah hopefully we get one maybe as an interruption of all the uh, the great conflict based series that are coming <laughs> out now that we know that they're going to be filling in the gaps leading up to Crossbone Vanguard and uh, F91. So I'd, I'd really be down to see the Gundam dueling animation wars and also the, uh, the Gundam battle feast also. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's how you do it. You pull a Pixar. You insert a short before each of the films, and maybe they all connect. Maybe, you know. I think people would like that. I think people would get a kick out of it. Yeah. And then uh, they'll say, okay, well, we need something for the UC Century. Why don't we do that comedy series about the uh, the group of engineers? <laughs> <laughs> or just full-on battle feast, baby. Yeah, just serve it up. Bring that barbecue. <laughs> Appetizers. <laughs> <laughs> so those are our ideas, listeners. We want to hear what your ideas are uh, for your original Gundam comedy series. And just in general, like, is a Gundam comedy series something that you want? Maybe Sunrise doesn't even know if there's demand for this. But I'd be curious. I think people would watch it. Uh, people love comedy. I like to laugh, don't you, Isaac? And we all need to laugh coming out of COVID here. I laugh every time a ball gets destroyed <laughs> during during the one-year war, Brian. <laughs> did, did, is it like a uh, like an I told you so laugh, or, or just you're just laughing at their inferiority? It's both. 
<laughs> <laughs> it's you see what happens you see what happens when you fight Zeon. <laughs> yeah. If maybe if they were in the superior Ogos. Absolutely. I mean the Ogos, it's got all kinds of weapons strapped to it, doesn't it? Does. Do you so you, you laugh when a ball gets destroyed, but do you cry when an Ogo gets destroyed? No. <laughs> you know why? Because nobody cries <laughs> for the brave souls that died for space noid independence. We only cheer and ask that more people sacrifice themselves for Zeon. <laughs> Hail Zeon. Those poor sons of Zeon. And daughters. And daughters. <laughs> so let us know your thoughts, listeners. Isaac, take us away. Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe. And tonight, before you go to bed, stand next to your bed, get on your knees, put your hands together, look up at the ceiling, and hail Zeon. Good night, everybody.